Welcome to the Tate Talks podcast. This podcast has been very kindly sponsored by JumpCloud for MSPs. JumpCloud for MSPs provides managed service providers a platform for delivering modern IT services that are identity-centric, cloud-native, and vendor-agnostic. Using JumpCloud's open directory platform, MSPs can iteratively replace point solutions by unifying device, identity, and access management. To learn more, please visit jumpcloud.com MSP or email the team at partners at jumpcloud.com. Hi everyone, what's that old expression, you should never work with children or animals in show business? And yes, that is what I'm calling this podcast. Well, today I tested my new theory that you should never try and record a podcast with the co-founder and CEO of the company you work for, which is exactly what I did today with Rajat Bhagava. It all turned out to be great in the end, quite a fascinating insight, and I hope you enjoy. More importantly, I hope I still have a job at the end of it. Hi, uh, welcome to the podcast, Raj. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Chris. Appreciate it. No, it's, uh, I'm really excited. Obviously, I know a little bit about you, but I'm sure our listeners would want to know uh, a little more about you. So I'm excited to delve in on their behalf today, and I'm sure I'm going to learn stuff myself as well. So before we get going, could you maybe sort of tell us a little bit about yourself, something that uh, maybe people don't know about you? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, I'm Raj Bargava. I'm co-founder and CEO of JumpCloud. And uh, as you know, Chris, <laughs> JumpCloud is a uh, cloud directory platform and uh, we're having a ball uh, building this business. But, you know, my my background is really, I studied uh, engineering in college and I got the entrepreneurial bug uh, while I was in college. So our senior year, which was a very, very long time ago for me, <laughs> we, uh, we started our first business. And so it was based on uh, what was very new technology at the time when the web came out. So the first web browser came out uh, and then we just started our first business right on top of that, that, uh, that kind of innovation, if you will, in, in the world at that time. And our first business um, was to basically track web website usage and uh, analytics. So understanding who was coming to, to websites, how they got there, when they got there. And, you know, think of it as the precursor to what Google analytics is today. And, um, and then I just started building businesses from there. So we've had a couple of go public, had a few get bought, uh, had a few that didn't work out, but ultimately, you know, my passion has been to start and build and grow uh, businesses and they've all been unique and different and but they've all been generally in the b2b space so you know it's something that i'm passionate about is how do we help mainly it organizations is where i've focused uh, how can we help them be better at what they do and and that's been a passion of mine since uh since college so so that's really a little bit about me i guess maybe um just outside of work i i enjoy playing tennis that's probably the the biggest hobby i have but other than that, I, I love what I do for a living. I love working. Uh, I love the teams that I get to work with and, and the people I get to work with. So uh, I'm having a great time doing it. And, you know, we're we're trying to build something really special at JumpCon. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll come on to that a little bit. Um, one of the things you mentioned there was obviously the first businesses were around the kind of time of the start of the World Wide Web, as we'll know it. I mean, do you, have you, do you ever kind of reflect on what you may have been doing if that hadn't have happened, if that innovation tends to come along? You know, I 
I mean, I sort of feel like I would still be doing the same thing, maybe in a different area. So, you know, I, I think every time I've looked at starting something or building a new business, you are looking at kind of what's around you and what are the opportunities. And I always think there's tons of opportunities. So, you know, right now the world's going through what you could characterize as a down market, or, you know, some people call it a recession or uh, a difficult market environment, whatever, whatever the terminology is, but there's opportunity in that too. You know, I I've seen lots of really interesting businesses uh, come about. I've also seen lots of innovation in the capital markets because of the, the down market. So I think it's sort of like I'd still be doing the same thing, maybe just in a different category or a different area and that was interesting or or we saw an opportunity to build something special and and help people. So ultimately, I I think sort of the entrepreneurial thing is in my my blood, if you will. Um, so it's something that I've just become super passionate about. So I doubt I'd be doing anything different, but I'd uh, maybe just in a different different way or different manner. Yeah, that's great. You know, whenever I speak to entrepreneurs, I get kind of a similar answer to that, that they kind of, they're looking for a problem to solve rather than kind of coming almost with the solution or rather kind of making the solution or something that they know they're looking at the problem and saying, what can we do to solve this? Is there an opportunity for it? So yeah, I think entrepreneurs sort of have this uh, inherent DNA that they they're seeing problems and how can they help people, right? Whether it's an organization or whether it's a person, I mean, ultimately you're helping people. And so, yeah, I think that's a core part of probably any entrepreneur's DNA is you, you want to go solve, solve really important problems that can help people. Yeah. Great. So you mentioned before that most of the businesses you've been involved in are kind of B2B. The audience of this podcast particularly is largely MSP. And so with Jump Cloud, and then we've got Jaspies that we launched uh, fairly recently at Datocon, uh, kind of looking at a more MSP market. So almost like a, a B2B2B kind of uh, situation. I mean, how did you kind of get into the MSP space? Has that sort of been by accident or by design? Well, I, I think it was a little bit by accident in some ways. Um, our past company, we actually had a division of our company. We, we actually acquired this division, which was basically a managed security service provider. So I got exposed to really sort of the MSP concept or MSSP concept, whatever you want to term it as, uh, you know, quite a few years ago. And this is probably goes back to, oh gosh, maybe uh, late 2000s uh, when, we, when we acquired this business. And then we were deep into how can we help small to medium-sized organizations out there with security? And so at the time we had an appliance and the appliance sat on somebody's network and it was doing all kinds of security services, including like firewall and intrusion detection and um, spam, anti-spam, all, all this stuff um, that we had sort of bundled together. And it was fascinating. It was, you know, my first exposure to how can you help small to medium enterprises with technology and, you know, we were, we happened to do it from a security perspective. So we learned quite a bit there. We learned a lot about the channel, the players, um, the m methods of going to market and how you can be successful with that customer base. And I kind of fell in love with that whole model. Um, I just think it's a fascinating model. It's really interesting. There's a lot of value that you can help drive for organizations that maybe don't have either the time, money, or desire or expertise to want to do all these, you know, IT related or security related things on their own. And, you know, if, if you come up with some 
pretty innovative services, you can really help a lot of people that way. So, and obviously we transitioned from us being an MSSP in my previous business to at JumpCloud, we're actually selling through managed service providers to ultimately get to those end customers, but we really are supporting those MSPs and MSSPs with their identity and security challenges that they have for their customers. Yeah, and that's the sort of message that we say often on this podcast is around the the MSP, the opportunity for MSP to do that work for the SME segment, which is what a lot of them they support because they generally don't have the time or the inclination to do it themselves. So there's a huge opportunity for MSPs and MSSPs, uh, and it's going to continue to grow. All indications show that more and more SMEs are looking to outsource. It makes total sense, right? I mean, we know that the world is short techni- technical people. Um, technology has exploded. The use of technology has exploded. The desire for technology has exploded. And there's not enough people to do that. So the concept of a managed uh, service provider makes total sense. Um, and I think from an MSP perspective, you're you're offering an incredibly, incredibly valuable service to your clients. Basically, you're helping your clients become much more productive with technology you're helping them grow revenue, uh, control costs. You're helping them just kind of fulfill their dreams and aspirations for their business. And so that's why I think it's so fascinating is like technology has become that linchpin and these managed service providers are providing that linchpin to small to medium businesses all around the world. So I don't know. I think it's unbelievably important and, and a huge opportunity, but one that can make a huge difference in you know a lot of people's lives. Yeah, so on the on the back of um, that we we're just speaking about, really, in terms of MSPs, vendors, um, I guess just thinking forward a little, well, thinking now, actually, going forward, is it's probably not perfect, so there are challenges out there. So what would you say are the bigger challenges for MSPs, MSSPs, and or, and or vendors as we move forward into sort of next year and beyond? Well, I, I'd like to think about it maybe at a more foundational level, which is if you go to small to medium enterprises, what are the challenges that they're facing with their work today, their companies, their organizations? And to me, leveraging technology has to be sort of at the top of the stack, right? So, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how can they be more productive? How can they generate more revenue? How can they be more efficient and generate more profit and, and be more successful? And in an economy that's been a difficult economy, that's an unbelievably important thing. So, you know, I don't care whether you're a restaurant, CPA firm, law firm, manufacturing facility, dry cleaner, it, it doesn't matter what it is that that your end customer uh, is doing that small to medium enterprise. It's, you know, they, they need to leverage technology. So the opportunity that we have as MSPs and as uh, providers to MSPs is how can we enable that? And to me, that has become, how can you make an individual at that end organization, at that small to medium enterprise, how can you make that individual productive? How can you make them be able to do more work in the same amount of time? How can you gain from their knowledge and the leverage of their work uh, more significantly than you did in the past? Well, the way you do that is through technology and you get more productivity from people by giving them the right tools, you teach them how to use those tools. You make them as easy as possible to use and, and have them be able to get more work done. And that's that's the value of an MSP. They're, they're that counselor to that small to medium enterprise 
to get more out of that team that they have, more out of the money that they spend on their business and help make it more successful. So to me, those MSPs are absolutely in an incredible position to provide huge amounts of value to their clients. Yeah. And one thing that's, um, um, I know this podcast not about my opinion, it's around yours, but one thing that I've learned since being at JumpCloud and I've seen from the enterprise space and I firmly think is a huge opportunity for MSPs to help deliver what you've just spoken about there around productivity and making sure people have got access to the right tools and applications is the kind the the consolidation or the merging or the working together integration, whatever we're going to call it, between HR and IT. Because I think it, at the MSP level, they're still very disconnected. Whereas I think I think that at the enterprise space, that's becoming much closer together. So onboarding and offboarding staff is something that is a huge opportunity for MSPs going forward, in my opinion. Oh, I 100% agree. So I think there's two aspects the way I look at that, Chris. One is you want your end user at that end organization. So you know, whoever uh, is in marketing or in finance or in sales, you want that person at that organization to be successful with technology. You want them to be able to very quickly get access to whatever it is that they need. And you want them to be able to do that in as easy a manner as possible, right? So that's at the end user level. Well, how can MSPs provide that? Because that's really hard because you've got devices, you've got applications, you've got files, you've got servers, you've got networks, you know, all these things, we've got people working remotely. And by the way, everybody has a phone, smartphone just about these days. So, you know, how do you connect all these things together to make it seamless for that individual to do whatever they need to do? So all of a sudden that experience that you want to provide your end customer, which you want to be seamless and frictionless, that gets really hard on the, on the MSP. Right. So, which is why you want integration. You want a platform that's open. You want a platform that can plug in all these different things. So, you know, whether the end customer uses a Mac or a Linux device or a Windows device, you shouldn't care. And if they have an Android or iPhone, you shouldn't care. You should be able to connect all those things. Wherever those applications are, whether they're on prem or in the cloud, you want to be able to help support them. You know, you want to be able to integrate with HR tools so that, you know, Basically, that provisioning process is easy. The deprovisioning process is easy. The change process is easy. Somebody, you know, gets married and changes their name or they move to a different group. You know, all those things are simple, right? All that automation needs to happen. So there's a huge opportunity for people like us to go provide those tools and technology to make life easy for those MSPs. And those MSPs then are going to end customers and saying, hey, we can provide you with this really seamless experience. We can make it easier for your people to be productive with technology. That's, I mean, incredible opportunity all the way around. Incredible opportunity for customers, incredible opportunity for MSPs, and incredible opportunity for us um, who are supporting MSPs to come up with tools and technology that can help them. Yeah, totally agree. That was um... Yeah, that was, uh, that was exactly what I was thinking. So spot on and thanks for that. And one of the things that you mentioned there, changing gears slightly, was the, the phone. Obviously, everyone's got a mobile phone. It's a, it's a huge distraction. You're the CEO of a, of a sort of large international company. I mean, I don't know people that don't know JumpClat. We're based all around the globe. Uh, it's sort of a 24-7, it's a 24-7 operation. So you mentioned tennis, but I mean, what do you, but I also realized that at JumpCloud, you're very big or the team's very big on work-life balance and, and that kind of thing. But I guess in your position, it's quite difficult. So 
what do you do to switch off? I mean, you mentioned tennis, but, you know, there's sort of books, podcasts, TV, movies. What, what do you kind of do to, to decompress? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a bad person to ask that question too, Chris. <laughs> I love working. So I work a lot, uh, but it's something that, you know, I just, I just enjoy. It's my passion. Right. So, but yeah, of course you need to, you need to be able to decompress and you need to be able to spend time on other things. So, you know, my life's uh, pretty straightforward and, and I'm very focused in my life. So it's my family, uh, which is the number one thing that uh, is going on for me. And then uh, I'd say health is number two, making sure that I'm, you know, I'm able to, to be there for my family and for my work. And then number three is my work. So, you know, I'm pretty focused and, you know, I don't spend a lot of time watching TV. Um, I listen to a bunch of different podcasts, whatever, you know, catches my eye, you know, people send me a lot of different things or articles. Um, I love reading biographies. I, you know, that's something that I find really interesting, just learning about other great people, how they did what they did and how they became, you know, incredible at what they, what they happen to be incredible at. So those are the things that are interesting to me, but I'm not one of those people who's sort of, you know, running around with, you know, 50 different things going on in my life. It's, it's really pretty focused and I put a lot of time and energy into those things and I try and do them well. Okay. And a bit on top of that, I know that you do quite a lot of writing. So it, it does the writing, does that come into the downtime or is that, is that a work thing or where, where do you, where does the writing fit in? You know, the writing is, I think, for me, a way of clarifying a lot of the different ideas that I may have or the things that I'm working on. So, you know, especially for work, I write a ton, as you know. Um, so we do a lot of updates uh, via via email and and through documents. And I always think that by forcing myself to write it down, it gets a lot better. It gets more clear. And then, you know, having people critique it and review it and understand, like, you know, where your ideas succinct they make that make sense did you know were you able to explain it well you know all that's pretty important i think one of the most underrated skills that that people coming out of college i wish they they knew more about was you know communication writing speaking presenting you know all those things you know you need to in any job i think you need to be able to convince people of the ideas that you have and you know, share those, those ideas so that people can build on them. So I, I don't care if you're an engineer um, or you're in sales, it, it doesn't really matter. I think, you know, the written word presentations, the spoken word, all, all those things are really important. Yep. Agree. Totally. So the next question is a slightly strange one, actually, because I asked this to every podcast guest. Um, but fortunately for me, they're not all the CEO of the organization I work at. So um, this will be a slightly interesting one. So let's look at Jump Cloud, for example. Mm -hmm. If you were starting Jump Cloud again today, would you have done anything differently to what you did before? And you, you, you can't say don't hire me. That's uh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> uh, you know what would we have done differently? Um, gosh, that's a that's a tough question, right? Because it's you know there's so many things that, of course, in hindsight, you know that those are things that you would do differently. Like, you know, there's a lot of investments that we probably would have made earlier. We would have gone faster and harder on things and um, tried to tried to build more product quicker. And maybe we made some mistakes on different products that we wanted to do in sequence and, and things like that. But, you know, I think the challenge with that question is um, it's hard to know if you would do something different with the same level of information that you had at the same time. So if I go back 
to the beginning of Jump Cloud and I say, you know, I have the same information I had at that time, would I make a different call? I think the truth is most people wouldn't make a different call. It's only in hindsight when you learned more information that you would make a different call, but that's a little unfair question. And I think people beat themselves up on a lot of things like that, where, you know, they, they find out information later on and they're like, oh, I should have, would have, could have done something different. But the truth is you made the best decision at that time you could make. And so I like to always sort of alter that question and say, would I have made different decisions at different points in time with the same information I had at that time? I, I think that's a tough one because probably not, right? There's not too many decisions that you would make differently because you you kind of did the analysis and you tried to figure out the pros and cons and whatever the the things were that you needed to figure out. And then you made a call. And it's tough to believe that you would make a different call given that same set of circumstances and information. So, so yeah, so I don't know if I have a great answer for you other than, you know, I think you kind of do the best you can with the information you have. Um, and sometimes it works out for you and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it's a great answer. And it's been kind of, it's a few of the other people I've spoken to have kind of said the same thing that with hindsight, it's, it's a completely different thing. It's not, it's not really a fair question. So maybe I should stop asking it. Right? No, no, no. It's a good question in, in some respects. Um, but it's, it, it's, um, it's probably helpful for other people, I would say, right. In, in some respect, like if you're starting a business today, what would be some of the things that we learned? Right. I'd say stay focused, right. That's a, that's a, always a big thing. Every time we've tried to stray, um, or thought we've strayed a little bit, it's probably come back to, to bite us, right? So so stay absolutely laser focused. I'd say um, another thing is communicate as well as you can and as clearly as you can about your mission, vision, and values, right? So as we've gotten older, if you will, inside the company, I think we've just gotten a little bit better at being more crisp and more clear on kind of where we're headed, why we're headed there, and making sure that everybody on the team understands that or to the extent that we can help everybody understand that. I think, you know, those are the kinds of lessons that you learn. Um, and those are the things that I, I would hope that other people would, would take away from it. Like, I think the, the companies that have generally been the most successful have been pretty focused and they've been pretty good at, at one thing, if you will. And then they build from there. Right. So a lot of times you see a lot of companies straying pretty quickly you know, it's not working in a particular area. So we'll go to another area and see if we can make it work. <clears throat> you know, sometimes you can make that work or, you know, most often what you need to do is you need to really dig in and figure out why that thing that you, you came out with didn't work. And, you know, how do you adjust it to get it to work? Right. Versus kind of shifting gears to something else. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And on the communication side and the, the focus of the mission, I know that's something that I, um, I'll, I'll say this to you personally, is something that I think Jump Cloud are doing really well. You know, we have these regular meetings you're super open with all kinds of stuff that you share which i'm sure takes takes a lot of your time because you mentioned having to write all this stuff down but it does mean that everyone in the company is kind of aligned to the mission which is which is really positive i mean just imagine having all those people rowing in the same direction right i mean that's the goal and you know again that's a lesson that you learn um every business you build you can always do that better you can always make sure everybody understands you know, the mission, the vision, the values even better. And if they do, you know, you just get more impact from the the team and there's more value generated. Yeah. And that's the same for a small, small MSP or real estate office or a multinational I, organization, right? Absolutely. I think an MSP, the most important thing that MSPs can do too is 
say, here's the customer base that we want to serve. Here's why we think we can serve them really, really well. And here's the value prop that we offer them. And then go find those customers. I, I think the ones that I see that struggle are the ones that basically will take any customer, doesn't matter what they do, just it's great to have a customer. And, and I got, I also understand that because, you know, everybody needs to survive. But I think by focusing on, you know, this is what I'm good at. This is the type of clients that I think I can help serve the best. That That's where your business grows really quickly is when you have that focus. It's It's actually limiting opportunity in some ways helps it grow bigger than just saying everything's an opportunity. Great. Well, I've got one final question, and I think you may have already answered it. So maybe you've got some more advice because that was great business advice. But the final question is kind of we're speaking to MSPs now, largely um, going into 23. We're almost we're almost there already. And this year's flown by at an, an alarming rate. Yeah. Yep. So kind of what what advice would you give to MSPs or MSSPs for the future? Um, I mean, any kind of piece of advice, big or small, what would you think? Yeah, I. So I think we touched on it a little bit, but I'll, I'll say it maybe a little bit differently. So I, I felt like the MSP space has been basically very maybe tool centric for a long period of time, you know, and, and that was the value that, that MSPs provided their customers was that, hey, we can implement these tools and solutions and we can help you run them. And, and that's what you get. I, I think there needs to be a fundamental shift where we're talking about value, right? Instead of talking about tools, we should be talking about how can we help make your people productive? How can we make them more successful? And it should be a more people-centric viewpoint instead of a tool or device-centric viewpoint. It is, you have person a person in sales at this end customer. How can you help them be way better with their technology? How can you make it easier, more safe? How can you help them get more work done? And, and a, a business owner or a small medium enterprise executive team is going to really appreciate that. So the more that we can convert what we have been talking about, maybe in bits and bytes to more being in terms of value and how can we help a person be better at their job? I think that's, that's the transition that we need to make. And if we make that transition in the MSP space, I think we're going to be able to generate a lot more revenue. I think we're going to be a lot more valuable and I think we're going to be able to generate a lot of new opportunities with those clients so I'd say the biggest shift that I would encourage MSPs to make is start talking about how the impact that you're making on that end customer. What are you doing to help them have a better organization? And if you can do that, I think the amount of revenue you generate and success you have goes up tremendously. It's not easy to do, but I, I do think that's in 2023, I would encourage everybody to sort of step back and say, how do we, how do we make that transition? Yes, great advice. But I mean, I mean, I, I agree. You, and with what you're saying in terms of it's not easy because a lot of MSPs are technically a lot. I mean, I guess it may have changed now, but a lot of us sort of technically owned and technically managed. And they came into this industry because they could solve technical problems. You know, I know it's simplistic to say, but the printer's not working or their email's not sending or whatever. They kind of it, it was all very reactive, and it still is reactive to a certain extent. But I guess what you're saying is is sort of look at the outcomes and just try and look at the bigger picture within the business that they're helping. And you know, the best way to do that is go talk to your customers, go talk to those customers and those business owners that you service and say, Hey, you know, tell me the impact that we're making for you. Right. And they'll tell you, they'll give you those outcomes. They'll say, you know, gosh, you know, we're able to get more stuff done. 
Um, I, I didn't need to hire quite as many people. Or when I did hire those people, they became productive a lot faster, right? Ask those questions. It's not that, you know, we as technical people, and by the way, I'm technical too. Um, it's not we as technical people have all the business answers, but you can ask the questions. And those business people, those business owners will give you the answers. And then you 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 can internalize those and say, okay, these are the things that I was making an impact on. And then you can go talk to other customers and say, well, customer A, they got these kinds of you know business value. What are you looking for? And how can I help you generate real business value? Is it the same? Is it different? What are you looking for? And then you can have that conversation with them. Well, that's amazing. We're at time, but uh, that's given me a lot of food for thought and hopefully everyone listening as well. So uh, thanks for taking the time to speak to us today. I've, I've really enjoyed it and I'm sure our listeners will have as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Speak to you soon. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. has been very kindly sponsored by JumpCloud for MSPs. JumpCloud for MSPs provides managed service providers a platform for delivering modern IT services that are identity-centric, cloud-native, and vendor-agnostic. Using JumpCloud's open directory platform, MSPs can iteratively replace point solutions by unifying device, identity, and access management. To learn more, please visit jumpcloud.com MSP or email the team at partners at jumpcloud.com.